If those who don't study history are doomed to make the same mistakes, then you may want to study church history with Kirby Anderson, now on Probe. This week we'll be sharing the insights of James Dietrich about why it is important to study church history. He says that when he was in college, they had to do what he called evangelism night. It was a night in which a group would pile into someone's old broken down car and head downtown to the city's walking bridge, a large half mile overpass extending over the Chattanooga River. They were always sure that plenty of people would be there that needed their message. One night, James began talking to a man about Christ who quickly cut him off saying, I'm a Christian. Great, James replied. But as they continued talking, though, James soon discovered that he was a different Christian. He said he believed in an expansive New Testament that contained many more books than the 27 were accustomed to. He had six or seven Gospels rather than only four. When James told him that he didn't think the man was right, that the New Testament only contained 27 books and four Gospels, he was asked an important question. How do you know there are only four Gospels? Maybe there are more books to the Bible than you think. Well, James stood there knowing that the man was wrong, yet James had no idea how to combat him because he didn't know church history. This is one of the great reasons why we as Christians need to study church history. It will keep us from being captive to our culture and enable us to be able to be confident ambassadors for Christ. Alistair McGrath said that studying church history is like being at a Bible study with a great company of people who thought about those questions that were bothering you and others. These bothering questions, such as the one that James could not answer on the walking bridge, oftentimes can be answered through learning the stories and lessons of history. It was Martin Luther, the great reformer, who cried out, history is the mother of truth. This is the first reason why Christians need to study history, so that they can become better skilled to answer the nagging questions that either critics ask or that we ourselves are wrestling with. It would have been a tremendous help that day on the bridge to know that in the second and third centuries, the time right after Jesus and the apostles, that church pastors and theologians were exclaiming and defending the truth that we only possess four gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. If we know this rich history, if we know our church history, we'll be able to give a reasonable account of the hope that lies within us. This has been Probe with your host, Kirby Anderson. I know, you're thinking, I've been out of school for years. Do I really have to study history? Well, you can start small. Download James Dietrich's transcript, Why Study Church History. It's a great place to start, and it's free. Go to probe.org. That's probe.org. And join us next time as we elevate the biblical view into plain view here on Probe. Yesterday, we began exploring the reasons why Christians should study church history. Today, we'll look at the second reason. Christians, just like other people, go through times of loneliness and despair. The book of Psalms reveals multiple times where various psalmists would feel as though God had left them and that their enemies were closing in on them and that no one, including God, really cared. Suffice it to say that this often leads to a crisis of faith. Many of us suffer that same crisis from time to time, and the one thing that usually helps to encourage is to get around God's people. When we're with others who believe as we do, it helps to stabilize and to build our faith. There is a sense in those moments of being with other Christians that our faith is bigger and more expansive, that it is communal, not individual. Studying church history is about being with a community of faith, reading the stories, learning the truths, examining the insights of these faithful men and women down through the centuries gives to us the sense that our faith is not shallow, but as the song used to say, it is deep and wide.
Church historian John Hanna claims that studying Christian heritage dispels the sense of loneliness and isolation in an era that stresses the peripheral and sensual. It breaks us away from this modern culture that emphasizes the glitz and glamour of the here and now and helps us to establish confidence in the faith by examining the beliefs central to our faith that have been developed over a long period of time. Christian theology does not invent beliefs, it finds beliefs already among Christians and critically examines them. The excavation site for Christian theology is not merely in the pages of Scripture, though that is a starting point, but it examines from there into the many centuries as we find the Holy Spirit leading His church. For us today, it gives us the ability to live each day absolutely sure that what we are believing actually is true, to know and understand that for 2,000 years, men and women have been worshiping, praising, and glorifying the same God that we do today. You know, it's similar to those grand, majestic churches and cathedrals that overwhelm you with their sense of transcendence. The expansive ceiling, the high walls, the stained glass leaves the impression that our faith, our Christian heritage is not small, but large. Entering into contemplation of faith's history is like going into one of those churches. It takes away the loneliness and isolation and reminds us of the greatness of our faith. This week we've been examining why Christians need to study church history. The first reason is it helps to answer questions of faith that either we or others are struggling with. The second reason is more internal. Studying church history helps us to solidify our faith by surrounding us with people in the past who have believed the same message we do. Today we proceed on to the third reason, which gets us to the task of theology. Have you ever wondered if something you heard being preached in the church was essential? Maybe you've asked, is this really so important to my faith? Understanding and articulating what is important to Christianity is one of the crucial tasks that theology performs. Well, this task is developed from a historical viewpoint. It takes the question, what has always been crucially important to Christians in each stage of church history? Over the centuries, Christian theologians have developed three main categories for Christian beliefs, dogma, doctrine, and opinion. The belief considered as dogma is deemed to be essential to the gospel. Rejecting it would entail apostasy and heresy. Doctrines are developed within a particular church or denomination that help to guide that group in belief. What a church believes is found in its doctrine. Lastly, beliefs relegated to opinion are always interesting, but they're not important in the overall faith of the church. But dogma is important, and history tells the story of how the church receives these important truths. It tells the story of how the church came to understand that God is three and one, and received the truth of the Trinity, or how they came to understand that Jesus was both human and divine, the received truth of the person of Christ. In examining these things, you begin to understand what is most essential and what is less important. This is the same question that was being asked in the early 4th century. Some folks calling themselves Christians were going around proclaiming that Jesus Christ was different from God the Father. Even though he was deserving of worship, there was a time when he was created by the Father. Other Christians rose up and declared that this was heretical. They claimed that the words and actions of Jesus as recorded in the scripture clearly affirm him to be equal with the Father. So the Council of Nicaea in A.D. 325 sided with the latter group and claimed that Jesus was indeed equal with the Father. Why should we study church history? Well, the answers already given are that it provides perspective in answering tough questions. It gives a sense that our faith has gravitas. It delineates what is important. And today, the fourth reason is the study of church history helps us to interpret the Bible. 
You might be inclined to say, we don't need church history, all we need is the Bible. But we must remember that people interpret the Bible in many and various ways. For instance, do you know that the largest meeting in North America that discusses the Bible is called the Society of Biblical Literature? It meets every year and boasts of having thousands of members. Among those within the society, though, only an astonishing 30% of them are evangelicals, or people that have a more conservative interpretation of the Scripture. People all over are reading the Bible, but they are reading it in different ways. So how do we know how to interpret the Bible? We believe that a certain interpretation or tradition of the text goes all the way back to Jesus and his apostles. The scripture must be interpreted in light of this tradition, the way that the early community of believers read the various texts of scripture as they recognized its authority in matters of faith and practice. They recognized that these texts supported, explained, and gave evidence to the belief system that they held dear. For us, going back and reading the early church fathers is profitable for our understanding of the broader cultural and theological framework so that we can better understand what Scripture is saying. For instance, we have discovered last time that the Trinity is a crucial dogma of the church. Therefore, any interpretation of the Bible that contradicts that basic belief would be inadequate. History helps paint the lines that we must stay within and helps to construct the boundaries for a faithful reading of the text, examining what was important to the apostles and the generation that followed, and then the next generation gives a basic tradition, a framework of values and beliefs that must guide our faith today. It was a second century pastor that complained that the heretics of his day read the same Bible as he did, yet they twisted into something else. He equated it to someone taking a beautiful picture of a king constructed with precious jewels and rearranging those jewels so that the picture now resembles a dog. That is exactly what happens when the beauty of the Bible is misinterpreted. To keep that from happening, we must study church history and find out what the precious jewels actually are that are used to construct the beauty of the Bible. Today is the conclusion of our discussion on the importance of studying church history. We have listed four reasons so far. It helps answering questions. It presents a faith that is deep and wide. It delineates what is important, and it helps us to interpret the Bible. The fifth reason why we should study church history is that it demonstrates the working of God. More specifically, it gives evidence that the Holy Spirit is working through and among His people, the Church of God. It is the same Spirit that was working in the early Christian community that is still working today in the community of faith. In other words, history provides a further resource for understanding the movement of God in the entire community of faith. We affirm that there is continuity between the early Christian community and the community today because we serve one God and are the one people of that God. Hence, every sector of church history is valuable because it is the same spirit moving through every stage of history. Church history is his story, and it tells of God's faithfulness to the community of believers as they have carried forth his truth and given animation to his character. Just as Christ is the image of the invisible God, the church, through the Son and by the Spirit, is to the image of the invisible God. Church history is the story of how the community reflects that invisible God. This is the concept that brings all of the others into a connected whole. The reason why studying church history can provide answers to crucial questions of faith is due to the fact that the Spirit has been moving in the hearts of men and women down throughout history, aiding them in their questions of faith, and the fruit of that work has been preserved for us today. 
The reason why studying church history can show us what is important to our faith is because the Spirit has been at work guiding the church into truth. The reason why studying church history can help us interpret the Bible is because the Spirit has illumined the path for understanding the Bible for centuries. This is what is fascinating about church history. It is the study of his story. He is there just as Christ said he would be. Remember that it was Jesus who said that he was going away, but he would send a comforter, and this one would guide us into all truth. Church history is the story of that illumined path where the God of the church guides his people into all truth. History is where he is.